Welcome one, welcome all to episode 171 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, April 1st, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. In this episode, we're discussing the cancellation of E3, which may or may not have greater ramifications on other gaming showcases and how they are received. Xbox has announced its own showcase in conjunction with the Starfield Direct this summer. Forza Horizon's expansion has dropped to very little fanfare despite high bars of quality. As always, we hope you enjoy this show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how are you, good sir? I'm, I'm doing good. I got to watch the new Dungeons and Dragons movie yesterday. Oh, okay. It's really good. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came home and played some Forza and uh, got to check that out. So all in all, I, I got to say it was a pretty, pretty good week so far. What about you? Okay. Well, that's, week's been, been good. I have a lot of people to thank in our Words of Kindness segment. Uh, nice. You may already be able to tell my setup is slightly different and improving. Really excited about that. So it's good, man. <laughs> it's been a really good week. I had a good evening last night. So um, my buddy, awesome. my, yeah, our Patreon member, but really my best friend for a long time, Kevin, drove down from Raleigh and brought me my new monitor, nice, uh, which is incredible. Uh, really cool. Ainsley Bowden shipped me the new PC. So I'm just going to do my words of kindness first, if you don't mind. No, um, go for it. Because my, my heart is overflowing. Uh, thanks to Patreon members. And uh, Ainsley Bowden's kindness and, and Kevin's kindness. Uh, I'm on my new monitor, which I was on a 15 inch laptop screen for the first 170 episodes of this show. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm on a 27 inch monitor. Uh, I've got an actual PC, which is working already. Like I up to, updated it to Windows 11 last night, did a whole bunch of transfers, uh, pulls down files, quadruple the speed of my other one. Um, I can't wait to see the render times, but sincerely, uh, I want to thank Ainsley and Kevin and every single Patreon member because uh, I my heart is just full. Like this is incredible. I've got a Batcave station now. Um, <laughs> I'm using the Halo Razor keyboard, which is a dream, and the uh, desk mat too. I saw the desk mat in there, and the the mouse, and the mouse. Yeah, Marie got a good deal cool. on that mouse. Yep. Yeah, I got a good deal on on. On everything, truth be told, this is uh, <laughs> far more than I could have ever have afforded on my own or or whatnot. But so I'm, my heart is just overflowing with with joy and appreciation for uh, everybody that's helped make this happen. This is a, a really cool, bright spot to a week that had some kind of sad news for us, which we'll get to in our news. But yeah, my words of kindness go to all those people. Thank you guys for sure. For that's sure, awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, uh, you've been you've been. You get you're getting the upgrades that that you deserve. You've been you finally putting some time into enriching your actual like d- development for this the like your studio in general and stuff. Mm-hmm. Moments like that are fantastic. I, I got to because of my patrons for Keelhauled. I got to get like a Go XLR. I got a new microphone, a new boom arm. I got uh, a, a a sit stand desk thanks to them. Like. Mm-hmm. 
having support and being able to make content like making content is already pretty hard but it's right. it's much better when you can do little things like this to, to upgrade mm-hmm. your life agreed agreed so i'm i'm ecstatic and happy for sure without a doubt but uh, how about you man where are your words of kindness at this week what do you who you, you, you want to give a shout out to you know who who it's it's funny because it, it surprised me this week like this week i hit uh 220 reviews over on keelhauled for spotify which is really awesome especially when you look at like so many podcasts out there the fact that 220 people went out and actually took the time to review it mm-hmm. i love it or rate it um but it was struples and bits over on twitter who was yes. like i'm a i'm a playstation guy which i have no problem with and he's like i'm gonna take time to go and review xbox expansion pass and i was like oh that's yeah. so nice that's yeah, so that cool, cool to see folks that like they're not in our ecosystem, but they don't have to be, they don't have to be locked to that ecosystem. It's so cool that, so Struples and Bits really like made my heart all, all fuzzy and stuff when I read his tweet about how he's like, I'm going to go rate the Xbox expansion pass. He didn't mention it was going to be a one, but you know, the fact that he took time (laughs) really took some, you know, made me, made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, stuff like that matters the most, man. That's the coolest stuff, right? Like, yeah. Um, it, it made me really happy to see you on. I think you were, it was the last week you were on the trophy room PlayStation podcast. Two weeks ago. Two weeks it's ago. Already been, it's already been two weeks. Oh, yeah. He followed me up with Miles, which I'm like, oh, man. All right. Yeah, Miles well, Dampierre. Good yeah. people. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. no fair. No fair. Um, but that's cool, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. I hope that, uh, I hope Stribbles and Bits is, it continues to enjoy XCP because. While we cover Xbox, we we like to game everywhere. I think you can probably, maybe you can tell with my new lighting. I don't know, like my PS5 is, it's right there. Oh the yeah, thing yeah. Right look at that hiding uh, behind the, the the TV because it's so damn big. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but you can see Mjolnir and Kratos and my statues of them. And then if I turn this way, Master Chief and all of that, you know. Yeah, so that's cool. That's awesome, man. That's well, awesome. shout out to Struples. That's what's up. That's what's. I up. appreciate it. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, uh, Logan, before we get to our news, which is somewhat sad, but also expected in terms of E3, I think we should do our Patreon shout outs this week. Now, we don't have any new patrons, but our our, uh, tier two and three shout outs ring in big every week. Is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. You get to do it this week. Okay. So I've started this week. If you if you go back and look, sometimes I forget to start it, but. I like to try and like say the the names with you. If any of our yeah, visual listeners, that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So that's my favorite thing to do when you read it. Now is to like try and be you, like like to mouth it. So so see if you can't mimic me when I do it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, these are our Patreon members right now for tier two and three shoutouts. Thank you for helping XCP get better, helping me upgrade my tech, helping us get potentially to an Xbox Fan Fest or a convention of some kind. Uh, this summer because E3 is no longer. Uh, but let us give shout outs now to Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Rick Davis, Jesse Martinez, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, Neo Prime 33, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, aka The Winter Gamer. Sony's VP of Marketing, Mr. Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Mr. Dano12. 
thank you for being Patreon members. And we hope you're enjoying all of your Patreon member exclusives at Tier 2 and 3, including the Xbox Creator Talk for Tier 2 and 3 members and the Xbox Wrap-Up for Patreon Tier 3 members. <clears throat> hey, How'd I do? You, you did good. You did really okay. well. Not By the way, if you are, if you guys are listening to this and you haven't considered supporting, I just want to throw it out there because Luke always forgets to mention where you can actually go. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox expansion pass. Check out the tiers. See if there's something that might fit into your uh, your 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 kind of budget. And if you want to give support, we always appreciate it. If not, just pass it on to another person. Heck, maybe even rate it over on Spotify or Apple TV. That always helps out with the algorithm. We're trying to grow. We deserve to grow. We deserve to get Xbox's attention because if we do, that means better content for you. True that. And I will say, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bang for your buck in the tier one uh, where you get the Discord invite because our Discord is popping. I love our Discord people. Oh, yeah. like Ellery, uh, they make my my heart sing every week uh, with all types of little things. Uh, they They broke their Xbox, but then repaired it. I know, uh, that's cool. Took us on that journey, which was cool. And there's always disappoint. This is much to my chagrin. Disappointing discussions of double downs. Oh, God, <laughs> it's the worst. That part's the worst. But I love it, man. I'm, Discord has been uh, a highlight of my my year. I'm so glad you convinced me to do it because it's dope. So, yeah, yeah. We've got some fun people in there. the 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 conversation around the double downs mm. is so insane this year. And. <laughs> Clint Coombs, he went to Galaxy's Edge and built a lightsaber. Did you see that? No, I missed that. Yeah, he put that I, in there. That was really cool. I saw yeah. a bunch of people making lightsabers this week, so I don't know what was going on. I think it was just people going to, to award ceremonies and stuff. But yeah, I saw a whole bunch of people making lightsabers, and I was like, man, what is, is this the week to make lightsabers? I don't know Dude, why. It seems like a, next month. It's the best. You know, well, yeah, maybe may you would think. Um but I will tell you what, uh, making a lightsaber was a special experience at Galaxy's Edge. I've done it once. I would love to do it again at some point because it was just, it was weirdly, it was like a spiritual event. I loved it. It was so cool. I was like, yes. I, the I'm dude, the dude making 17 bucks an hour sitting there. It's like, retrieve your lightsaber from the table. And you're like, ah, it was it's great. Magic. <laughs> It was great. It was exactly what happened. And it was awesome. <laughs> so but then I would side-eye anybody that had a red one. I'd be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah of course. You're going to be like, oh, I see. You're one of those people. Too yeah, cool for school. Yep. yep. <laughs> what color uh, did you go with? Did you go with green? I assume green. you probably... I, so, real talk. I wanted blue the whole time. Yeah. And... Because I'm such a nerd, I was like, no, my heart's going to guide me when it's time to make the choice. Mm. And like I thought, like if you read the books, like there's a process to building a lightsaber. And it, oh, it yeah, is, you're one with the force as you do it. And when I, um, and I tried to <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. I tried to let the force guide me as I built it. And it was dope. I had so much fun, but I ended up with green. It was like I was green as it was. And when it ignited, I was like, I made the right choice. <laughs> I can totally see you like standing there, like looking at the two different crystals and being like, honey, what do I do? She's like, just go with the one that you think is really funny. You're like, okay, okay. What do I My do? Wife, <laughs> she was there. She stood back and watched and filmed and such. And uh, it was, it was cool. Like after that, she's like, that was actually really fun to watch you go through that. I was like, really? 
Because, you know, like, I'm an adult, man, whatever. She's like, no, I've never seen you this happy. And we're married. Shout out to wives. Like, <laughs> Shout out to wives, man. Yep. Speaking of, yep. I got to say, like, we're, we're going to be jumping into E3 and stuff and some news in here. But uh, the, the pictures that you posted and the roast you got from <laughs> Joe was so appropriate. I want to see if you could take a couple minutes just to tell people about what the heck that roast was about. Because it was so good. It was good. It was good. But it was like, <laughs> on my end, it wasn't a roast. It was like, no, it's it's cool. Um, so <laughs> context here, E3 has been canceled for 2023. Uh, E3 has been officially canceled yeah. uh, by Reed pop. And that's, that's made all the news. That's what a lot of our topics are about this week. But, um, in 2019, Sean Capri and I, for the Xbox drive, we were sent by Xbox Canada because Sean is Canadian, uh, to <laughs> E3 2019. And we got to go to Xbox fan fest, which was incredible. And I, without a joke. Um, I think the part where I misspoke, I said, this is the single greatest moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I wasn't joking, like standing on that stage, that picture, like it meant that it was the best trip of my life and it was the best, uh, day of my life. And I'm not joking or exaggerating. It meant it was, I felt accomplished. I felt like I'd grown into a role. Like, you know, we all yeah. go through bad phases and it was like, it was the culmination of a rise. And I just, I, I had such a good time. I'd it, gaming means a lot to me. And so it felt amazing to be there. And Joe, Mr. Bad Bit, if you don't know, uh, over on Twitter, we game with him every day. He hosts the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Um, he's like, my brother in Christ, you're married. <laughs> you know, like Rose to me, like, you're married. How can that be the best moment of your life? Um, and I should have said the best day. Oh, it was so funny to read. You can't even say the best day because wasn't that your wedding day? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Um, not even a little bit. And like my wife uh, knows this. I did not enjoy our wedding at all. I was, uh, I was aw. anxious. Eh, that's like, sad. If, if that stuff's, I don't know. Um, I was nervous. I like, was stressed. There was a person there that wouldn't leave me alone and wouldn't stop talking to me. Then I was just like, all right. This is you mean your wife? <laughs> nope, not her. She was great. Um, my wife, she likes to joke and say that her wedding was great, whereas mine was all stressful and whatnot. Um, oh my so I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good hey, roast, but Hey you know. kids, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. There's this thing called eloping. Uh, what it means is it's not a bad thing. It just means you get married the way you want to get married and you actually mm -hmm. go and have fun. So go elope. Don't yep. plan a big wedding because mm -hmm. that's not fun. Go elope. Because I went to Vegas and I wa watched uh, Cirque du Soleil shows and my wife and I had a small little chapel with some close friends. And then we spent the rest of the weekend having fun. So do that. <laughs> yeah, do that for sure. Do that for sure. Uh, but yeah, so it was, it was, it was a, it was, a it funny, was a, it was a funny joke. It was really good. Know? It was nice to, to see the camaraderie between friends. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and small shout out to uh, to EA or E3, not EA. Uh, thank you for finally getting back to me. I got my uh, I got my rejection letter from E3 letting me know that unfortunately, if I had made plans, even though they hadn't given me a badge, they would not be having E3. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I would not be able to get my badge. So let's let's talk full on version of this story and then I'll explain to you I can because I know exactly what happened with your badge. Um because okay. I checked into it. <laughs> All right. So news comes from a report from IGN and then was later confirmed by the organizers Reed Pop. Uh the uh, let's see, Kyle Kyle Marsden Kish, 
Marzen Kish, Global VP of Gaming at ReadPop. And for the record, ReadPop handles PAX and a number of other gaming events. They say, quote, this was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put towards making this event happen. But we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand the interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges being made at E3 this summer and made being at E3 this summer an obstacle they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry we couldn't put on the showcase that you deserve and that you've come to expect from Repop's event experiences, end quote. Uh, this is sad news, I think, in a lot of ways, because E3 is very special to a lot of people. Like I said, I had a great, great time in 2019, but I wasn't at E3. I mean, I did go to E3, but like I had more fun at FanFest, which is when I say E3, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I want and think of all the other events. I think of all the other things happening uh, around that time all the other showcases and to me xbox fan fest means a lot but nonetheless i was sad to see that uh repop had to come out and make this statement it sounds like with summer game fest competitions with companies like in this past week ubisoft one of the largest publishers that was confirmed to go they backed out uh and then sega and tencent both backed out as well we already knew that sony microsoft and nintendo would not be at this event uh and you have Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keighley's uh, consistently well-organized and improving event. Like all of Keighley's stuff continues to improve year after year, no matter what he's involved with. Um, that's happening on June 8th. So I think writing was on the wall for this one, Logan. And it's a bummer, but oh yeah, it, it it's done. You know, yeah. it's it's just done. Yeah, shout out to IGN for for pushing for for poking the bear on this one because I, I it, we've we've kind of been sitting around waiting mm-hmm. uh, to find out like what's going on like we've been we've we had a E three war room set up where we were talking about like where we were going to stay you know mm-hmm. when we were going to reserve things like travel stuff like that right we were working that stuff out and it, it started to stall out once we found out that ubisoft was pulling out and it was like okay so the war room is now changed to the ruckus room it doesn't sound like it's an, it's going to be a war room anymore mm-hmm. and then you know ign just kept putting out reports and reports and hinting that they'd heard after they'd been questioned over at gdc by multiple devs who were like hey do you guys know if e3 is going to happen because we don't mm-hmm. and I, it's just it's just a, a real bummer, man, to to find out that even the bigger third party pl- publishers are are pulling out. Like we, it happened a long time ago, but you know, Blizzard and and Activision had had removed themselves from E three for the sake of like uh, a, a BlizzCon and stuff, which was their own convention. And then once mm-hmm. COVID hit, they uh, they stopped doing their full convention. So that's one that's that's dead, and that was a profitable show for them. Um, you know, we used to have the Bethesda showcase that kind of went alongside E3 as well, but after the acquisition from Microsoft, that's now just kind of lumped in with, uh, with Xbox's stuff. So that's one and really not to kind of wax poetic here. I'm not trying to be like overly sentimental, but I remember E3 being a very special thing for me as a kid because it was the, it was the beginning of the summer vacation and it was when we started getting magazines about all the cool stuff we were going to see like 
all the awesome games, you know, and those magazines would come out. They, there'd be there'd be a little bit of coverage beforehand, but typically like the June or July issue would be all the cool news that we got from E3. It was always a big deal. And I went into, you know, 3D graphics and, and animation and stuff thinking like, hey, I want to go work for Nintendo one day. Like I want to go do games at E3. Like that's what it is. And now that I'm grown up, now that I have more hindsight and I have more more visibility and I've talked to devs, mm -hmm. devs don't really like E3 to an extent because it means crunch. And it mm -hmm. usually means they got to get their demos ready. And if they don't have their demos ready, then they're in trouble because not only do they, they have to decide, okay, well, what do we show or how do we show this? Or if we're going to have a playable demo or if it's just going to be a video, but then they have to go out and try and explain to people who have expectations about why it is the state of it's in the state that it's in. And then they have to deal with the news pundits that are constantly tearing apart the fact that they didn't have a playable demo or the playable demo had bugs or didn't have a good showing. And it's like, creating yourself out for a forced like uh, kind of miss america kind of competition like right. it's a competition at the end of the day instead of a celebration because that's right. what the news pundits are going to be like oh who won e3 was it, was it microsoft's presentation win e3 you know and that's always the the conversation that happens and it just feels like it sucked the joy out of what e3 used to be which was we're happy just to kind of celebrate games and show off what's coming. And the the press is going to take this all back, simmer on it for a while, write up some articles for their next magazine, and then get some screen footage and stuff for it. And then we would get to talk about the cool stuff. We would filter down. Now right. it's so accessible. Everyone's opinion has, has a way to weigh in on cool or not cool kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we'll ever get that again. And I think that this, this is probably the, this was the death knell. If it couldn't make it back after this, after everyone else has returned to, uh, being able to do like in-person events, especially be, you know, with read pop doing mm -hmm. it. If E3 can't make it back, if they can't get the support of the studios and the publishers and stuff, like, I think that's it for, for E3. I think that's it for E3, E3 as well. Now, I don't have that strong affinity that says we desperately need E3. We desperately need something as an industry. And I think Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest continues to evolve, much like the Game Awards, uh, and continues to mean something special. Because we need tentpole moments in gaming. Yeah. They're important because they bring in new gamers. They bring in new developers. They inspire people. Um and in general, it brings eyes to it to an otherwise niche platform. And I don't mean gaming itself is niche. I mean, it doesn't hit headlines for casuals, right? We often talk about how in the podcasting space, we talk about certain problems, dilemmas, concerns. And in the big picture, nobody's really got that same concern. And E3 was, was kind of an equalizer in that. And then it brought certain things to the forefront. And so yeah. I appreciated it for that. But I think Summer Game Fest is going to do that just fine. I think for the niche elements, uh, Xbox has a showcase now. We, we have confirmed that that's on the 11th prior to or more likely in conjunction with Starfield. It's probably going to be a handshake past the baton uh, type thing because they let Bethesda do their own marketing. I'm not sure if that's on people know that or don't, but like there's Xbox proper. Then there's Bethesda, which is now a branch 
of Xbox and Bethesda handles their own PR, their own marketing in a lot of ways. Uh, and they've got their own showcase that they want to do. And that's fine. They've been doing E3 showcases for years. Rock on. Enjoy it. I'm anxious to see Starfield. I'm also glad we have confirmation that Xbox is doing something specific on this day. That's not just Starfield. Um, fingers crossed there's a fan fest. Fingers crossed twice over that what <laughs> would have been our E3 trip could could be a fan fest trip. I don't know if that's something you're interested in doing. But to me, that's what I really want to do is go and be a part of that once more because it was so special to me the first time. Um, but if not, then like everybody, we'll be covering it from here and enjoying it. But I, I think it's important for listeners to know that Read Pop worked extremely hard and there was a lot of things working against them, partially the success of Keeley's endeavors at Summer Game Fest. Cool, rock on. Um, but also Stride PR worked pretty hard too. And it was, it, there were some other elements. The ESA is very backwards. ESA is very uh, wrong in like- their approach. Yeah, it feels like they're trying to make this into a bigger thing than it needs to be because because of the lineage of E3. And mm-hmm. and and it feels like they're they're getting to the point where they're getting gun shy about what could E3 be if it's not as big as it was. And it just seems like honestly like if you can't convince the big 3 to come back to your show, yeah. Then that was the thing that was the real big killer. But at the same time, listening to people and talk about like the costs of E3 yeah, like I honestly, I honestly don't blame them. It's so yeah. much cheaper just to do st- something on your own. Mm-hmm. It's an uh, gaming is an evolve or die industry, evolve or die, and we've seen plenty of things in and around gaming evolve and die. Um, right now, I'm, I mean, magazines are gone. The main media outlets, IGN, VGC, GameSpot, whatnot, are less important than they've ever been. Despite me loving them, don't misunderstand me. But in lieu of content creators, mega content creators, I don't mean XEP, Trophy Room. I mean, yes, I think that's that it shows like this and others, you know, kind of in their stealth are on the rise for people's interest in gaming news and discussions. Uh, And the main go to place, those are subsiding a little bit. But we will we as as like this style will pay way or or evolve or die for something else that's going on. Jam Pack Sam. Uh, shut down exhibition and Xbox podcast. Great show that he did. He shut that down in favor of smaller, uh, more bite-sized bits of information. And they're fantastic. They're well-produced. They're quick. They're great ways to get information. Like that might be the next way. And if, if the distribution of gaming content continues to demand changes, then so too do showcases and events. And that I think is the problem. ESA is stuck. It's gotta be this old style way. Well, no, Summer Game Fest for it for its part, um, they have a digital show floor essentially where all right, there's Summer Game Fest and here are all these demos you can play right now. Doesn't matter who you are, you don't need a badge. Go play it, make your impressions, make your videos. Cool, like that's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of the thing that people are forgetting when they are championing E3 to come back. It's like, well, does it deserve to? And I'm sad by the way because I was excited. This was. We I'd gotten a media badge. You were going to get a media badge. Um, but the news of no came right when like you yeah. fell right. <laughs> just for the record, that's what happened because um, they cleared XEP and then it was like, oh, and then they couldn't tell me. Right. They didn't tell anybody it's like what was yeah. going on. But that's essentially what happened, Logan, which which sucks. But, you know, if there is a fan fest or whatnot, summer game fest, like 
do we chart on there? I don't know. But I was, so I was really excited to go to LA for that reason, handshakes and people and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that was something that I saw a lot of this week and it was, uh, people talking about how they got into the industry because of the connections that they made at E3. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is a, it's a huge bummer because I, I know what my worth is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't convinced anyone yet to offer what I'm getting now for a job in the industry. And that's mm-hmm. tough because I have to put my family before I put my dreams. And is that your goal? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I've, there's been a couple jobs where I've, I've been close, but can't quite get there. And a lot of it is just because with the current job that I have now, um, disclosure, I work for or Cox Automotive, uh, who's a subsidiary area of them. But the pay and the benefits and the work environment are so good with my company right now mm-hmm. that it would be a tremendous step down, a, a like lifestyle changing step down to try and get into the industry. But I've been trying to get into the industry for a few years now and a couple of friends have gotten me really close. And if I was, if I was single and didn't have, you know, anyone else to, to worry about, I would a hundred percent sacrifice other things like healthcare, mm-hmm. things like that to be able to get into the industry. But at the, at the moment, um, I'm, I'm too, too dependent on the benefits that I have to be able to give those up. But right. that being said, um, the E3 to me is always been about like celebrating games and making connections. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of the things that I loved about, uh, Sea of Thieves Fest last mm-hmm. year. It's why I'm going back this year. Um, so I hope that, you know, maybe, maybe like larger publishers can take a look at PAX because PAX feels like what E3 used to be. Um, mm-hmm. but just a little more geared towards being a fan fest mm-hmm. as opposed to an industry standard. And I'm hoping that maybe like I know Summer's game, Summer Games Fest is kind of like Keeley's version of E3. I think he's got a, a different idea on what that should be. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be more like what the Game Awards is, but for like a six month cycle. Mm-hmm. I think that PAX is really where we should put our faith in when it comes to being able to celebrate games the way E3 was the celebration of games for mm-hmm. you know younger gen- or for older generations right that's a fair i mean it's all it all makes good sense and i, I just i you say fan fest see if these fests like those are the events that i think are more in my interest categories anyway because that's where i get to meet and rump elbows with people that i want to interact with for you it might be a little bit different you know yeah maybe yeah definitely well, uh, it was Jam. Oddly enough, Jam Pack Sam. I mentioned him. He had written in what E three meant, asking us what E three meant to us, and I think we've pretty much answered that one. But in short, uh, I'm still looking forward to the summer. Looking forward to watching Summer Game Fest coverage, Xbox's event, and the Starfield event on June 11th. Um, I'm yeah. excited for the Starfield. The fact that they that they announced that we were going to get a, a separate Starfield direct. That's huge, dude. Like that is like the faith that they have in Starfield to to break it out of the Xbox showcase. Like, mm-hmm. man, I can't wait for that. That's that's. I hope I hope we get a lot of a lot of content for that. It'll be interesting to watch whether or not it was the right thing to do to split them, like mm. or 
or to split them and have them on the same day. Is that the right thing to do? Or is it tied to uh, develop like a showcase event, like where they bring in media and say, Hey, go play. We want you to have coverage out. You know, as long as they're not like overlapping, I think it'd be just fine because it's just going to be like an even larger celebration of Xbox, right? Like it'll, it'll yes, kick I off mean, with Starfield. But will Starfield take away spotlight on other things? Surely, yes. So are, are things going to get drowned out? I mean, what Forza Rally Adventure came out yesterday. Ain't nobody know about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who's talking about it? You yeah. Know, there's some reviews. I pulled well, some we reviews. We will be. Yeah, we will. But my point is, I wonder if they're going to overlap themselves. Just a, it's a thing to watch, a thing to note. It's so. definitely, well, like, because there's always going to be, like, I, I definitely think that if they had maybe done it a few days earlier, it might have given a little more room for writers to be able to talk about, because there's going to be a lot of people writing up mm-hmm. articles and stuff and doing videos and stuff like that. But I think if... um They'd done it a couple days earlier, like maybe on the 9th or the 10th, you know, somewhere between Games Fest and the mm-hmm. Xbox showcase, then it probably would have been a little bit better. But I, it's tough because if you put Starfield into the Xbox showcase, well, then anyone's only any, everyone's just going to be talking about the Starfield showcase. But if you break sure. it up and you, you split it up by a couple hours, then that should at least give people some time to kind of like get their thoughts and whatnot, their reaction videos out for that. And then whatever happens, like I, if it's, if Starfield isn't in the Microsoft Xbox showcase, mm-hmm. what the heck is going to be in the Xbox what showcase? Is in the showcase? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to think Halo season four is going to be in there. Something yeah. sea of thieves is going to be in there. Grounded will be in there. Yeah. Um, Redfall you- content update one will be in there really that's okay uh like like a look ahead kind of thing right Fair. Like within six months this is coming to redfall sea of thieves halo like you're gonna get your updates for that you'll get some fords of motorsport um see so, yeah i banked on motorsport i think i banked on sea of thieves and halo i we still don't know what coalition's doing but we've still got fable perfect arc uh avowed ever wild Stated to K3. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing a couple in there. We still got all those that we need like info on, like what, how are those projects going? Like are any of those getting close? I doubt it, but <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> it, was, it was like, Hellblade 2, maybe. Hellblade 2. You know? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, what, that's a strong one. It'll be, see, it's all like, all right, so we saw that really good Unreal demo. Like that, that was a really impressive oh, demo for Hellblade 2. Oh. Does that tell you it's closer or further? Because it was it tells that me it's far closer. ahead. Really? No. Okay. No, no, no. Because no. because I I you can you can do that kind of footage and hold on to it, and then you start running up the marketing beat, and the marketing beat for most games, I would say, is is you've got you know you've got like a twelve month, a uh, six month, and a three month with a with a strong three month blast, and I would say like. If they're doing if they're doing GDC stuff, that GDC stuff is kind of like separate from mm-hmm. everything else. And that's just like, hey, this is what we were doing in, in Unreal Demo. You know, kind of like Coalition is like, hey, we're not actually working on a game. We're playing around with Unreal Engine 5 right. and stuff like that. So I, I think that like we've seen the six, we've seen the 12 month. I think we're getting closer to that, to that release date. Um, but I think that that's, I think that that's still kind of like, 
a ways out, but I, I would I would not be surprised if it comes out sometime between the Xbox showcase and 2024's Xbox showcase, if that makes sense. Okay, so uh, Edward Varnell from Boss Rush, Net- Boss Rush Network and Nintendo Power Block Podcast, he wrote in over on Twitter and he said, uh, do you think we get some collection pack of games this summer? Can you imagine a Forza Horizon collection? Um, Ooh. I don't think you get a Forza really Horizon because that's a that's a licensing problem, right? That would be because mm, I mean you can still buy Forza Four or Forza Horizon Four. You can still buy a lot of those Forza games. I you, think I think I got delisted. Like one through three are definitely delisted. Yes, those are. Um, um, but like, what gosh. kind of like? Did four? I don't. Is four still? I'm pretty sure you can still play. Buy probably four. still play four. Because you still got Xbox Ones out there, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you see a Forza Horizon collection because of licensing problems. Uh, but maybe to counter that down the line, I don't think this is happening, but like down the line, you could bring back those areas and just drop your Forza Horizon 5 cars in there. Um, yeah, it'd maybe. be cool. You know, if the tech allows, that sounds like a complicated thing to do, but like maybe like you bring in the boards and the whatnot and you just let your cars go. Um, the gears collection has been oft rumored. That's a lot of people mention and discuss that. It does that, that, that was a thing. Yeah. And I know that was a thing on the table. I know that was something someone worked on at some point. I don't know that it got far. I don't know what that means. I don't know any of that, but I know that it was real at one point, but early, right? Like, and if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, it better be Master Chief Collection now quality, right? Because Master Chief Collection now is amazing. Uh, Which it better you, be up there. Do you want Gears? Like, okay, if you could choose between having the... Well, see, you're already saying like a Master Chief Collection, which would kill the Marcus Phoenix question. So do you want like a Gears Master Chief Collection or would you rather have them go back and remake one in Unreal Engine 5? If you could choose. I want all in Unreal Engine 5. <laughs> well, see, that's that's the, yeah, that's that's the, the thing. thing. Like, it's do, like, do you do want a remake go, or do you want a collection? Yeah. Like, uh. Which would you rather have? Because uh, personally, for me, honestly, like I already have access to all of them. I got mm-hmm. all of them on Game Pass. I don't need to have a collection. It's not going to do anything for me but if you I put think, one on unreal engine five that's gonna get me a little excited make it move huh um so tough question because right now i'm playing through resident evil 4 yeah and uh i have all, everything positive to say about it you like your dead everything. space remake loved that and what did we talk about like was it last week like yeah if you remake the best games and you make them better of course they're going to be great like duh um so that's a good question a remaster collection a remaster collection or a full remake i think remaster collection is first game preservation is does a lot I, i i don't know that the gears collection needs it the way halo did but i do think having a hub with the games in there would be smart i and they did experiment with this that that might have been what it was that I heard they were working on because if you remember when Gears 4 came out uh this came at the very kind of midway early midway point of Xbox 1 and 
right at the beginning of the Bat Compat program. Buy Gears of War 4, get Gears 1 through 3 in Judgment digitally forever. That was a thing they did. They pushed it. Get them all back and pat. And so everybody, but this is pre-Game Pass, everybody was like, well, absolutely. And that really helped sales of Gears 4 because you're like, I get all the old Gears games as well. So that is to its credit. Like they, they did try to do something. I wouldn't mind a hub where like it's a Gears hub. And it's got everything in there. Maybe it's got some up-res stuff, but they already did a lot of enhanced for X type things. Um, whereas with Halo, you needed to remake one and two to make them a better experience because they were on original Xbox tech. Um, and then, you know, by Halo 4, you're not doing much to change that game. So yeah. it slots right into Master Chief Collection comfortably. You know, 4 and Which, Reach... Go ahead. I gotta, I gotta say, like, first off, put five in the collection and release five on PC. What are you doing about for Halo? Yeah. I have a friend that can't, that he plays, he plays Halo, loves Halo. He's completed the, the augmented lasso like four times, which is like the harder version of lasso. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's completed Halo two lasso. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let you know right now, he doesn't know what the heck happens in five because it's not on PC. So they need to they need to update that. So sorry, small rant. Go back. Sorry, I didn't mean to just derail you on that one. Don't no, you're not derailing me at all. Um, as far but as far as a remake, I don't think Gears moves needles for a remake. What I'd rather see is Gears Six reinvented in an Unreal Engine Five first. So Gears Six, de- there is or Gears Gears Six. Okay, I'd rather see a Gears Six Unreal Engine Five mm. evolve the franchise a little bit before I get a one remake. Um, Ooh. that's, that's what I would rather have. So I'd rather have a collection and then gear six before I get one remade. Um, cause I think they hold up really well. The gears games for better or worse, they hold up extremely well. They don't evolve, but so much like you can play one through five and have a blast. And like, I really think Logan, you're missing out by not having played four and five. They're really good. They're really good. There's some strange directional me. choices, but they're not bad. They're not bad I, at I've, all. I, I intend to. It's honestly having someone to sit down and play them would probably make me actually sit down and play them. But mm-hmm. I just I haven't. I, I need to have someone like set set aside the time because I usually fall back into that. Like, oh, let's go play Sea of Thieves. Let's go play Destiny. Let's go play Heroes of the Storm because that's my comfort food. But yeah, I'll, I'll say no. this to XCP listeners. If you're in the discord and you want to play Gears and you guys want to do a co-op run. I'm in. We should set aside a time and just rock some co-op because that'd be fun. Those yeah. are good games. They hold up real well. Easy to play. I would say let, let's let's do it. Like that would be a blast. That works yeah. for me. Yeah. That was a good question though. It was a good question. And it's one that's like ongoing, right? Like I, maybe I'll yeah. change my mind next week. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a quick Quick mention, uh, the Japanese FTC equivalent has said that they are in favor of the Activision Blizzard uh, King acquisition by Microsoft. Uh, Essentially, they don't think it would harm competition. That's European uh, Commission, Japan, Japan and Brazil are all in favor. Seems like it's a go. Just waiting on USA. Didn't we have India as well? Didn't India put out? I thought they did. If they did, it went so far under my radar, I didn't catch it. 
It was like Brazil, and then right after Brazil was like India, and they were both like, "Oh yeah, no, this is cool." And then it and then it went to the EU Commission, and then everyone was like, "Hold up, hold up, slow oh, down, wait, hold wait, up." Wait. Everyone's yeah. moving just a little too quickly here. This is we gotta like do some inspection. Right. But yeah, I remember that. Glad that glad that it's moving forward. There's a lot of money that's going to be having to be handed over if it goes over its time. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, thank you, Clint Combs, for dropping that into our. Uh, show suggestions over on patreon bud um logan i've been playing sifu uh sifu came out on xbox they sent me a code for context Uh, i started up this morning so it's pretty fresh in my mind and i did not play it when it was on playstation yeah i started it and i'd heard all these horror stories about it being too hard too difficult really tough and immediately uh it gives you an option you can start in student basically easy medium hard right Student is easy. I clicked on that, started playing. It's very approachable. Um, I'm having an absolute blast. Uh, As as a tired martial artist myself, like somebody I love martial arts, I studied it for a long time. Um, It it captures a lot of that. The moves Mm. are real. Um, The techniques are very real. They're like you got to be real good to do a lot of them, but like. They're real techniques. It's very functional stuff. It's really f- neat and fun to watch. The mechanics are incredible. Um, I w- hesitate to call it a review because I've not played it enough to give any listener a review. And that's not really what we do on XEP. We give more impressions usually. Yeah. Um, but I'm really enjoying Sifu a lot. I'm really glad it's out now on Xbox. Um, and I'm having an absolute blast with it. So if you have a passive interest in martial arts, if you enjoy the combat in the Arkham games, then you're in like, this is it. So I've heard some people say that like on the harder styles, it can get a little soulsy and that you've got to like parry and block and dodge and stuff. And so I could see that happening. That was not my experience. Cause I put it on student. Um, yeah. cause you know, b- baby mode is baby mode for me. And that's what I like, but whatever I really gets you, recommend whatever it. gets you in. If it gets yeah. you into the game, then who cares? Yeah. Find the fun, play the way you want to play. Um, that that continues to be my motto, and I'm really enjoying Sifu. It, it is an easy recommend for me uh, to anybody that's got a passive interest in either Arkham style combat or or martial arts. It's fun. I cannot stress that enough. So I'm I'm anxious to to jump off to play more of it, which is atypical of me. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really ready to go play more of it. I really like Sifu, uh, for sure. How so. does this compare to Hi-Fi Rush? I find Sifu easier because mm. to me it's easier to understand. Like I understand that I'm going to hit and block and punch. Mm-hmm. I understand like like what this move does or what you're supposed to do here. Or, I get that. Whereas in Hi-Fi Rush, it's like all right, metal arm rhythm timing it's a little bit different uh so i would not necessarily compare them very much uh in terms of gameplay but they're both really pretty to look at but different quality like this is an indie team clearly that's crushing it um i i'm really happy with it i think it's 25 bucks new right now and easy to me is like i can recommend that yeah you can buy that game like yeah so uh, feel free, of course, to go check out the reviewers for people that you're interested in, guys. But for me, Sifu is a yeah, that's a win. I'm I'm in there. If I paused Resident Evil 4 and I'm anxious to go play more Sifu, 
that says a lot because Resident Evil 4 is freaking amazing. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I was I was always curious with Sifu. It always looks really cool, but I I don't know that it's the game that I feel like I need to play to really experience it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I can I can get a grasp of whether or not I'd probably enjoy it. And it, it definitely it reminds me a lot of like those old uh, double dragon games where you're just kind of pushing forward and mm-hmm. punching enemies until you get to the to the end. Um, the whole time mechanic where you get older, the the more you die and mm-hmm. it um, multiplies, you know, each death. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that idea. I think that's a, a brilliant way to push through. Um, a story to to give you goals yeah. uh, to you know try and get it done as as young as you can, mm-hmm. but um, I'm probably I, I, going. I got real frustrated when I died. By the way, oh, you pick really? up weapons on the way. Yeah, like you kick up bottles and you can grab weapons, and it can help you move through enemies easier. And mm-hmm. I just died and went from age twenty to twenty one, and I was like, no, no. This is ridiculous. I was like <laughs> upset because I was just rolling through and then a dumb little mistake, even on easy mode. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, but boom, 21 back into it. And I was like, I see what's going on here. This is cool. That's funny. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, no, I kudos to the team for doing it. Um, I know a lot of folks were asking them to, to go and make a John Wick game after this. Uh, so I'd be curious to see what they decide to do. Yeah, me too me too uh i do think there's like a nod to it because in this version you boot it up and this is the xbox version it comes with like arena levels and it's like basically probably what's happened with ghostwire tokyo you know the game launched in one space and then yeah. at, at certain point you're gonna they do a content drop as well as a release on an X platform yeah. and that's clearly what's happening here there's an arena mode which is i think a lot of people were asking for um but there's also like you can put on a suit like that's one of the options is you can wear a suit. So I was like, well, I'm wearing a suit. And uh, that's, that's cool. Funny. That's yeah, hilarious. That was cool. Um, I could talk about Resident Evil 4, but before I do, I want to hear about Forza because I've not had a chance to play Forza Rally Adventure. And I know mm. you uh, burned the midnight oil to play it. Is that right? Oh, man. Yeah, I wanted to because I knew it had come out and I, I joked on Twitter that, you know, no one was talking about it. So I wanted right. to jump in. My, I play, I booted it up the other day and Forza Horizon Rally is, is essentially rally. It's, it's what it is. You're going to be driving over different types of dirt, sand, water. You've got a helicopter kind of guiding you if you don't want the, uh, the marked path, but I always go with the marked path. Mm-hmm. And the first experience, uh, Forza Horizon does an amazing job of introducing a new expansion. Like they've got a cinematic uh, race that they take you through and I was so bummed out because my first experience of it, I got into that cinematic race that kind of uh, introduces you to the whole expansion and it hard crashed. Like it just, and, and it wasn't even like a hard crash. It was like game and audio froze and mm. I had to reset my Xbox. And I'm like, dude, I can't remember the last time I had to reset my Xbox. I think it was a destiny update the last time I had to do this. It was a while. Mm-hmm. And it just really, it really bummed me out. Cause I'm like, man, you know, they kill it. This th- it's always so polished. And for whatever reason, there's just a weird hitch that I think it overloads the, the GPU and it just locks up the Xbox and the audio and the, in the, the, the still going, the graphics are, are stuck where they are and you can't pull up the menu or anything. So I, I decided to give it another shot last night and I jumped in 
Um, I played through the first races. Um, there's three teams now. The three teams are split up based on the type of rally that you want to do. So if you want to do more like, uh, you know, all terrain um, out in the dunes or, or kind of, you know, going over um, um, dirt and stuff like that, they've mm-hmm. got one team for that. There's another team that is just for road rally, which is just kind of like asphalt rally. And then there's another one, which is more like a, a technical uh, one. So a lot more hairpin, hairpin turns, things like that. And it's a, a bit of a competition between the three different teams. Um, oh, sorry. The third one is more like a nighttime rally. So that, that was in uh, that one's a lot tougher because I, I think I did the last race on that one. It was raining and it was at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those are not fun when you're running through the dirt and you don't have that traction that you're used to. Um, so but I made it through all of those and I picked my team and I'm kind of working my way through the races. The game is beautiful. The game hands down is beautiful. It is still well, a ton of fun to jump in. We'll say it's Forza Horizon 5, which was always amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Always and that beautiful. hasn't changed. Um, that's that's still present here. Uh, this is definitely just a a rally focused thing. So if you if you like rally on uh, like dirt and and asphalt, then there's that. Um, if you like rally that is just straight up in the desert running around, um, I think it's like Sierra Novella, I think is the, the place that they picked. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name off the top of my head, but, um, the, the environments are beautiful. They've, they've done a great job. The cars that they bring you into were fun. I like the new rally cars. Um, I've, I had like a, a whole bunch of credits and rolls, uh, mm-hmm. after buying the deluxe edition to, to burn through. So I got a bunch of new vehicles that I hadn't had before. Uh, but overall it, it's really, really good. It's just not going to be something that is really exciting unless you like rally. Um, mm-hmm. if, if rally is, is not your thing, then you're probably not going to have, you might have maybe like the, 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 uh, apex predators team is the one that kind of focuses in on like the, the asphalt rally, mm-hmm. um, that's probably going to be your closest thing to like what you're what you're used to running in Forza Horizon Five proper, like the normal campaign, not the not the Hot Wheels stuff. But overall, like it's still really good. It's just if you're not into rally, it's not going to really like you know make you want to come back. Gotcha. Okay. What if I just want to play? What if I like Forza a lot and I'm a casual fan, which is me. Like, but I'm. I'm asking for me, but also for people like me. Like I like Forza a lot. I'm almost done with the latest Hot Wheels thing. I jump in, play for a few days, few weeks, and then I jump back out. Yeah. Is this accessible enough where I can just jump in and do that same thing? Um, if you're in Hot Wheels, you're going to have to boot yourself out of Hot Wheels back into mm-hmm. the main campaign, and then you're going to have to race over to where the rally start is, and then mm-hmm. you'll be able to jump into that. So like every time I boot up, I keep getting stuck in the Hot Wheels stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to kind of like move myself back over to rally, but, um, I, I mean, it's going to be new maps. It's going to be new races. It'll be new cars. Uh, but it's, it's more like dune buggy type of stuff. Like you're going to be in the dirt. So if you don't like losing traction or, or losing to like, like there's lots of bumps, there's lots of jumps and there's a lot of water. So if that annoys you when racing, then I would probably hold off. But if you if you like that kind of thing, if you like going crazy out there and in the wilds and whatnot, then you'll probably have a good time. But okay. I, I still think Hot Wheels is a stronger expansion. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to hear and know. Because um, I'm not going to rush to it, given that I'm enjoying seafood, given that I'm enjoying Resident Evil 4. Uh, yeah. Maybe I just won't 
jump in. I still want to finish Hi-Fi Rush, which I'm working my way through. This has been a year where I'm playing a lot and not finishing as many games as I thought I would this as quickly. Yeah. Um, so I've got a lot on my plate, but I'm not stressed by it at the moment, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, it's okay to, to drop that. games too, people. Don't yeah. don't feel like you're pressured to finish a game. That's a good point. I think uh, I did this to myself with God of War Ragnarok. I yeah. tried to finish it because everybody else was finishing it. I wanted to be part of the I didn't want to. I didn't want a spoiler. It's like, man, I need to just relax. And I I started changing my behavior. Like I really like I have Avatar: Way of Water on my Voodoo account, I'm ready to watch that. Haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. I decided I wasn't going to enjoy it as much unless I was at home, relaxed in the right state of mind. Same with a couple other movies that normally I'd be like kicking myself to go see uh, right away. And I'm right now, I'm just, if I'm not feeling it, I mean, my, my motto is find the fun for everything right now. It just needed to be that. And so I'm taking my time with stuff and I'm playing what I want to play. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not for coverage specifically, there we are. Um, I will, let's me talk about Resident Evil four for a little bit because, uh, I didn't talk about it last week. We did not get a code for it. And so I didn't feel the urge to like get it out into a certain amount of time or whatnot, but I'm really loving Resident Evil four. Now that's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I think it was a great, great, fantastic video game in its time. It aged pretty well, but in the last few years, next to some of the other remakes, it definitely needed one in order to Mm -hmm. stay relevant. Um, And Capcom has been bar none fantastic as far as Resident Evil was concerned uh, since they started, since Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3 Remake, Resident Evil Village, uh, the games continue to get better and better. And 4 is no exception. They've done away with some of the more obnoxious things about it. They've made it even more accessible. Uh, And I use the word accessible in uh like in like a quality of life factor not in a accessibility menu options that's not something i studied enough to give you that aspect so i don't want to misspeak but a lot of a lot of just really good quality of life things the game looks the best the resident evil engine has ever looked uh which is amazing um there are a few points here and there that i've been annoyed as far as escorting ashley which is you know the, the, the president's daughter that you escort but yeah. I'm really enjoying enjoying it. They've changed a, a couple things to make it less campy, but still self-aware, <laughs> which is cool. Oh, man, um, I've heard some camp in there, though. Oh, yeah, there's some camp because it's Resident <laughs> Evil and you need some camp for it to not be Dead Space, mm. right? Like Dead Space takes itself very seriously. Resident really Evil has always had a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, Um and so I've re- for it, it just looks great. The puzzles are fantastic. Uh, I go ahead. I was I was like like I was uh, so this, um, full disclosure. I haven't played it. I probably won't play it. But I, I've been watching a buddy run through it, and mm-hmm. it's been so much fun. Like working out the puzzles. Like he deals mm-hmm. with all the all the shooty shooty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when when we get to a puzzle, dude, I'm like, oh, mm, yeah. I bet if I bet if you look for this. And make sure you note that that is different as well, too, because if you if you shift these up, you're going to have to And just going through those puzzles like, oh, dude, that's so satisfying. I love those mm-hmm. puzzles. They're really good and absurd that to think who designs them and whatnot. But they've done some really <laughs> good things with puzzles like and they've changed whole areas of the game. Like there is a lake 
that is essentially a progression point in the original version yeah. that now is a progression point, but then you can return to it and go travel over it. Like actually in real time, travel across it to different parts to solve oh, new cool. puzzles. Very cool. Oh. Very cool. I did notice uh, this is a, a PSA for anybody on Xbox specifically. I was frustrated a little bit with my aiming here and there. And I'm told though. I don't, I don't know that I could identify this as the problem. I'm mm-hmm. told there's a dead zone problem on the mm-hmm. on the Xbox versions that, that are not there on PlayStation, but that is hearsay. Uh, and it was on Twitter that I saw it. Um, yeah, that people were, were mentioning it and they, they like, I think Digital Foundry had said something akin to that. Yeah. Uh, but I found going into the aiming accessibility options and having it snap to and hold on a character's head really improved my my experience because I don't mind aiming in Resident Evil, but the RE engine's aiming is not like Call of Duty. And I like mm. the snap to feature of a headshot. I think that's a really helpful thing. Maybe I'm just getting old. Did did you but play around with the uh with the shooting gallery at all? Yeah. Yeah, that's I fun. I love that shooting gallery. I want to play yeah. that shooting gallery just for the shooting gallery aspect of it. For first off, it's all pirates, so I love that. But it yeah. looked like it was a lot of fun. It reminded me a lot of like the old uh, Zelda Wind Waker um, shooting gallery that they have yeah. in there, where you got to go. Just you know, you're using your arrows and you're shooting down little little uh, baddies and whatnot, and not hitting bombs and whatnot. But it looked like it was a lot of fun, and the whole charm system for the briefcase thing surprised me. Like I wasn't expecting that, and that was really a cool little little change that they did as well. Did you mess around with that at all? I've been messing around with it. Yeah, I've got a couple charms equipped, which give me little perks here and there. I don't remember that kind of stuff from the original game. And I was one that played it. I played the original game on GameCube and then on Wii and then a little bit on 360, oh, but not much. Um, and it was at be- at its best on Wii. But like I replayed them so much on those systems that I never really like went into like I just in, in the last two months bought the Resident Evil 4 hd remaster thing they did on xbox one. Oh, okay right so yeah. i never really went back back um but i played it like five and six times back in the day but mm-hmm. i never was one to try the unlocks that are always there the easter eggy type unlocks with resident evil yeah i've never been that those. guy there's Dude, a whole that, lot like i was i was really surprised because my buddy is a he's a completionist and mm-hmm. he finishes like all, everything like if it's mm-hmm. got a steam achievement he has to get it done he can't let okay. it be undone so watching him kind of play through resident evil 8 with some of the unlocks and stuff that that uh capcom does with these games is like mm-hmm. dude it's it's mind bending like the the what you have to do but yeah it was really surprising to see uh the the systems that they put in to really kind of revitalize i think it for a lot of fans and hearing hearing him talk about the game and the reverence that he has for it he was he was surprised at some of the changes that they've made to the game as far as like the pacing of when things happen and uh it was cool to hear that from someone who reveres the game as as one of the best games that resident evil's ever done hear him talk about how he was surprised uh, with some of the things that they've done in the game. It was refreshing to hear knowing that if I played it, I would have no, no understanding of like why it's different, but to know that it still feels like a fresh game for Mm -hmm. fans of the game. Like that's, that's like genius. That's like really thinking about what makes a resident evil game 
breaking it down by the engineering of different moments and still being able to do the same exact game that you did, but twist it up just enough that you're still surprising your audience who should know what's coming. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that's the big difference. Well, not maybe I don't, I don't know if that's a big difference, but it feels like that's the difference between like a dead space remake mm-hmm. and resident evil is it. There's enough change that it's not quite the same game yeah. versus dead space, which I feel like was the same game, but a, a, a purist could tell me because I was, I mean, I, I it's been too long for me mm-hmm. to tell you, but there are moments that I'm like expecting that aren't happening. And that's been fun. That's been fun. That's and cool. I'm also playing it differently because it's what tr- I'm 15, 20 years older than I was. Yeah. So I'm playing it differently, which is that really makes neat. a difference too. a lot of game knowledge that you've earned over the years. Mm. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, let me just mention some smaller stories here, Logan. Uh, one that excited me, Sonic Origins, the collection of Sonic games. Yeah. That's getting an expansion pack uh, coming out this summer, which will have 12 Sonic Game Gear titles, which is Man. dope. <laughs> uh, it'll make Knuckles playable in Sonic CD and have Amy Rose as a character in the original games. This is for diehard Sonic oh, fans, man. but cool. And I am in to try out some of those Game Gear games. Like that's a <laughs> that's a thing I'd never played. And I really went through my Sonic phase. Uh, yeah. Ju- which I loved thanks to Sonic Frontiers. And this is exactly what I want. Like last year we had the year of Sonic. We had Origins. We had Frontiers. Uh, the show, Sonic Boom and Sonic 2, the movie, were all out and they were all good. Like each in their own lanes, they were all good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for Sonic Origins Plus. I think that's cool. Hey, and there's hey, a. Nin- sorry, Go sorry. I got to uh, interject real quick. Nintendo, if you're listening. Mr. Doug Bowser, this is how you pay homage to your damn franchises instead of mm. the what you what you ignored with Zelda and the in the horrible job that you did with Mario. How about you pay a little reverence to to those franchises the way Sega is doing with Sonic? Heck, they still in in in. Sorry, go ahead. I got a rant later. But, uh. No, I'm with you, Nintendo. Okay. You don't respect Star Fox. You don't respect Metroid. It, it makes me upset. Yeah, like yes, you gave us a good remake, but like. Should have every I should have access to every single one of those games on, on one platform. This this might be a fun thing for for Edward Varnell, but you remember how like when uh, when they release when Nintendo released that 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 Mario tri- trilogy, the the Sunshine, the sixty four, and the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And I bought like, it. This is yeah, I, I did too. And you know why? Because they said that they were going to take it off of shelves at on March thirty first, and I think it is amazingly funny because. The games media said Mario's dying on March 31st. And guess what Sega did? They killed Sonic on March 31st this year. They released a game on Steam for free, which is is a complete a complete homage to Mario dying on March 31st after they from what the media did so sonic came up with a visual novel this is free on steam i haven't seen it on consoles this is real hold on because we're recording on april 1st we are recording he is not kidding no just want to be very clear i didn't want you i didn't want anybody to dismiss it you're being serious yes i'm being 100 percent serious all right this is a huge play this is a giant poke at nintendo 
for releasing. I don't know if this is the if this is the case, but if they did this, this is like freaking forty chess that they're playing here. They put out a visual novel. It's a whodunit. It's the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, where Amy Rose's birthday, and she's hosting a murder mystery party on the Mirage Express when Sonic the Hedgehog becomes the game's victim. Everyone is off to get to the bottom of things. However, something feels a bit off. Is this really an innocent game, or is it something more sinister? Something more sinister afoot. Join the colorful cast of Sonic the Hedgehog series in an exciting new adventure. This is an actual game. You can download it for free on Steam, and it is a joke about how a year ago Nintendo killed Mario by taking the uh, trilogy, the, 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 the anniversary trilogy of uh, 64 Sunshine and Odyssey off shelves for reasons. They didn't even sell the digital version anymore. Um, so I think it's hilarious that they did it. One, right before April Fool's Day. It's hilarious. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And two, that it's an actual game. It's an actual visual novel you can go play. I, I'm taken aback by it because like when I saw the news, I wrote it off as a April Fool's joke, and then you're like, "No, I'm gonna look into this," and then you're like, "No, this is real." I was like, "What? That's crazy." That's cool. I love it. Uh, little other things: Games with Gold, Couch, Out of Space, Couch Edition, and Peaky Blinders Mastermind is out to everyone's acclaim. I'm sure. There are new core controllers, red and blue. It's the really nice reds and really nice blues that they had of the standard controllers. Uh, You can now get those in core Elite 2 versions. That's cool because what they're now doing is setting up. I see you, Logan. I have the blue one too far away right now. Um, (laughs) But that's cool because I have a white Elite 2 core, so I I could retire my Master Chief one, which is amazing. but now essentially what they're doing is saying, hey, you can buy an elite controller and just, yeah, there it is. Uh, and then you can just get the component pack and then suddenly you, now you can start your collection with elite controllers, which is um, in no way to make money or take advantage. That's definitely just for fan services, which is great, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I will probably pick up one of these these core controllers like when I get them on sale. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, you know what I really want, though, is I really want the uh, design labs to start expanding the range of uh, finishes for the different things. Like, I want a translucent set. Like, I want to be able oh, to I pick see. up, like, okay. translucent plastics. I want to pick up, like, better better metallics for different parts of the things. I want to be able to color my individual buttons instead of just, like, picking a set. Like, anyone can pick a set of buttons, and they've got, like, the different types, you know, if they've got the the colored versions or the not colored versions, but I actually want to customize like the buttons themselves. Like give me the opportunity to, to change up the colors for each one. Um, I hope that we get there because that's the thing that I think is, is holding me back from buying one of them. That's fair. I have a white one. I really like it, uh, but I'm not a design lab person either. Like mm. I'm, I don't, I people often ask me like creative advice for like, how should I make this thing? I don't know. I hate when I don't have an answer, but my mind doesn't go to that type of creativity. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, uh, oh, one last thing. It looks like Xbox has discontinued its upgrade to Game Pass for a dollar method, uh, which would make sense. Uh, they got as many people in the door with that as they possibly could. They're going to need some new strategies. I think those new strategies are going to come in, in, come in conjunction with Redfall with Starfield, the marketing that includes Age of Empires and Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall Starfield, and one other little game this year. Um, 
Call yeah, of Duty. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I have so many questions about if that ABK deal goes through, what happens to Diablo? Not about exclusivity, but about like marketing. Because we already what? know there's going to be an Xbox version. Yeah, there's Diablo. the bundle. Like the we bundle. didn't talk about the bundle at all, but yeah, they they announced. What that do you say? It's a bundle. It's just a bundle. Yeah, there's no well, like that, artsy fartsy stuff with it. It's that's the disappointing part, right? Like we all wanted a Lilith skinned Xbox Series X. Like no one was joke. No one was kidding themselves when they announced an Xbox uh, Series X for for Diablo Four, and everyone was like, oh, "It's gonna be Lilith. She's gonna be on the thing." And then they, you see it, and it's like, "No, it's just a bundle." And you're like, "Oh." Would you have expected a bundle from an Activision Blizzard title? No. No. That was actually. all Sony. So, like, is this the first, like, this is the best they could do on short notice kind of thing? Uh, does this have to do with any of that or not? You know, because Sony well, they, usually, go ahead, go ahead. They have, I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, it, it is definitely clear to me that they've got the marketing rights. Like, mm-hmm. They they they're the ones that are going to be promoting uh, Diablo Four. So we know mm-hmm. that there should, if if anything, I'm a little more disappointed that they did this bundle and not like a special edition controller, because I think that would have hit a lot better. I bet you get a special edition controller. Yeah. I really do think you're going to get one by by Ooh. holiday. Heard like, it here first. I, I mean, I I think it'll happen. I think there's a lot of stuff that coulda woulda shoulda, and is yeah. on hold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And from every level, small stuff. I mean, KFC managed to, they locked it in. Nobody can mess with those KFC Diablo uh, marketing deals. But everybody else, you know, I think there's some stuff that's just in limbo right now. But I mean, yeah. the fact that they even had the bundle to me was, I don't know if telling is the right word because I don't mean like oh, they've acquired it. They just haven't said it. No, nothing like that. More like normally Sony would snack up uh, Activision stuff. They mm-hmm. didn't. And we know that Sony has definitely agitated Activision Blizzard leadership. Is mm. this a result of that or is it not? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to make make a story where there isn't one. I'm just curious. Like, is that a thing uh, or not? Knowing know. how how much a, a piece of Bobby Kodak is, I would not be surprised if he got a little petty. Because, I mean, that's the that's the theory behind the whole Tencent thing with blizzard having to pull out all of their games from china so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if bobby kodak the piece of that he is getting a little petty just saying fair can't argue that all right buddy i think that is a time to call it a lighter news week but big news story with e3 um if you want to do it that way um, I want to point people to to well, but first I want to say hi to Mina Ferry, who after last week when I said hello to the Keelhauled people mm. and said if anyone listens to XCP as well, Mina Ferry reached out and, and messaged me over on Discord, and I appreciated that. That made my day. I was like, oh, cool. She's because I love me some Keelhauled. So, hello, yeah, Mina Ferry. She's great. She's she's one of my favorite people in the Keelhauled Discord. That's good to hear because she definitely made my day better. Um, but I want to point people towards a couple upcoming XCP things. Uh, I will have an interview with the Swordship developers going up this Wednesday at the time of this recording. Uh, I'm interviewing, a, I have a 5 a.m. call time with France, uh, or our developer team in France, for a really cool narrative title called Road 96 Mile Zero. So 
it sounds like if you like like um oh my god as dusk falls is that the one that yeah this past summer like narrative narrative style games point and click walking similar that kind of stuff um interested in talking to that team which is really cool i've also got two more that i'm i redacted but have let laid out hints to i guess you would say over on twitter uh which is neat and then on the next creator talk which is our patreon exclusive show uh lord cog from the iron lords is going to be our next guest oh awesome uh, love cog. yeah it, yeah so that'll be mr boomstick was on episode one fame 2k episode two lord cog on episode three which is amazing so and i think tko asante is up on episode four once we get to there so that's fun too so that's what's Fantastic. coming up for me man nice yeah that's a good lineup that's i'm some really cool stuff yeah yeah what's up with you um oh gosh uh so pretty much just gonna be doing normal keelhauled stuff uh this coming week um or this episode coming up is actually going to be uh an interview with uh, miles Saint pierre who nice. is from xbox chatterdays uh also now ign formerly of windows uh gaming central who or windows central who he still does a little work over there but uh, mostly he's been he's been doing some really awesome stuff over at Xbox Chatter Days and he's got his mm-hmm. tier uh, system where he ranks different different franchises and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's going to be him coming in to talk about Sea of Thieves and how or, or what could Sea of Thieves do to get bigger mainstream appeal? Um, because I feel like a lot of the games industry, especially the bigger outlets tend to ignore sea of thieves when it comes to Xbox discussions. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a, I think that's a a mistake on their part because of how good sea of thieves is and what it does. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am biased on that, but um, I, I I wanted to sit down and talk with him because he has a a unique perspective that I don't get to address too Mm -hmm. often with the podcast because we usually talk so much about like being fans of the series already. And I wanted to Mm -hmm. get, a fan's perspective who isn't someone who plays it like every single week kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so it was a really good conversation. It was really nice to to kind of pick his brain and to get a, a, a better idea of, of like what, what's going on from his perspective as far as like how Sea of Thieves is. And, and here like from someone that, that still really loves the game and has played a ton of it, uh, mm-hmm. what Sea of Thieves is doing well and, and could be doing better. Miles is such good people. I'm anxious to for that to go live because I've missed out on Chatterdays because we now record simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to catch it on VOD. And as you know, life's been pretty rough, um, which we're coming out of. By the way, the lower household's really mending and healing, which is great. Um, but I've missed a lot of content stuff that I enjoyed watching. So excited yeah. to, to check that. I'm, I'm anxious for that one because I love Miles. He's just genuinely good people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So smart. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's going on with me. Well, there we go. I like it. Well, uh, one last time, if you are looking to support XEP, uh, please feel free to check out the Patreon. If that's something you're interested in doing, three bucks get you into our Discord. Uh, and then we have shows for tiers two and three as well. But if you can't do any of that, rating us over on the iTunes, Spotify, clicking the like button over on YouTube, subscribing, all that stuff is always appreciated. It means the world. Uh, and we are grateful to you. You can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. And uh, Captain Logan, we can find you on Twitter where, good sir? At C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N for the time being until Twitter implodes. 
it's it's coming <laughs> get to discord quick guys get to discord quick all right that's it for us find the fun take care everybody